Welcome to the Insights Podcast by UNSW Law Society. The production team would like to begin by acknowledging the Gadigal people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is made, and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the first episode of uh, 2022. Um, we're your host for this year. So I'm Aiden. I am second year commerce and law. I'm Susan, and I am third year commerce and law as well. Yep, and I'm Tracy. I'm a fourth year um, commerce and law, majoring in taxation. All right, splendid. So let's get us started on the questions. Um, So we posted an Instagram story a while back and we got some really interesting questions that we're looking to answer today. Uh, So our first question is, what has been your favorite part about being in LawSoc? And I guess I'll shoot the question over to you, Tracy. Yeah, so I think LawSoc in general, um, because we're a constituent body of law students, we have a lot of different events catering to law students. But most importantly, I think the thing that has been most useful to me is the competitions. So the mediations, negotiations, all of these um, different skills competitions that are offered by LawSoc um, and that are sponsored by different law firms as well. Those have been really useful um, to me personally. So that's my favorite part about being in LawSoc. Um, and then in terms of being part of the executive, I started off as a marketing director in 2020 and then I was an international media director and now I'm a podcasting director. Um, Last year and this year, they sort of overlap in terms of working on the podcast. So that has been a really exciting time for me um, because the podcast is so new. And also as a marketing director, you get to apply a lot of your creative skills to create fun event covers. So that I guess is my favorite part of being a part of the executive. I think my favourite part is more so the social aspect, like um, obviously the actual involvement Tracy's have already mentioned, it's quite useful, but also the people you meet are also awesome, Um, whether it's for like activities, like there's um, the Law Plus program that I'm involved in, there's also like different events and things like that where you get to meet your cohort. Um, I think that's been really fun in terms of just broadening out who you speak to outside of the classroom because at the end of the day you don't really get any other chances to meet the rest of your cohort if you don't go to these things no no i definitely agree um no i grab my phone (laughs) i definitely agree with both of you in that last year skills was really important for me but also the law sock events were really good um i didn't quite make it to the law lunch party this year but the law party at the carter where i saw you yeah that was pretty good. That was a pretty good time. And it's really interesting because you see, you know, 24 people you're stuck with in the same room, you know, answering questions, being like sweaty, you know, and then these same people are, you know, in the clubs, partying it up with like the entire law cohort. So it's really, it's really interesting to see. And I guess, yeah, that would be the one thing I can pinpoint about being the best part. But in terms of the exec team, um, Uh, I'm in my second year and I don't believe you can join the exec team in your first year. I believe applications open up uh, term three. Um, But it was really good for me in terms of meeting people in my cohort and meeting people, especially older than me who have been through more things 
than me and they kind of can give me advice about coursework, about life, about managing law in general. So I definitely find that really helpful. And these are also, you know, great people as well that I did become friends with. I'm not just using them for their resources, but um, yeah, that's probably my favorite part about being in law society. So I guess we'll move on to the second question. There's a question about what event are you most looking forward to? Oh, for me, I think it would definitely be uh, the Law Ball. And that's up to our lovely events team to organize. Um, due to COVID, I don't think, like, no, last year we didn't have, no, last year we didn't have a Law Ball. So I unfortunately missed out. But I did hear it's, you know, a really good time, really great people from people years above me who obviously did go to Law Ball. So I guess that's what I'm most keen for. Um, what about what about you guys? I think I'm most excited for the law cruise with USID's um, Law Society, just because again you get to meet a different range of people, and I I think there's always that ongoing debate about which law school is better. Um, but going to these social events, you really do see that everyone's really much just the same. They're just there for a good time. So yeah, that's that's exciting, and thank you to events for um, organizing that. Aiden, since you're so excited about Law Ball, who are you taking? You know, unfortunately, you know how it goes with law. You're really busy with readings, so. <laughs> what he's saying is, uh, if anyone wants to hit him up on the Instagram DMs, they're, yep, they're open. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, you can DM the LawSock account and I'll make sure I'll read the messages. So I guess our next question is, um, it's muting tips question mark, but I guess we can extrapolate that to other skills competitions. So obviously you guys are more well-versed than me. So do you guys have any tips for skills and muting competitions um, for the viewers at home? In terms of muting, I personally don't have that much experience. So I wouldn't be well-placed to like, give out tips. Um, but we do have on the LawSock website, a lot of resources. Um, so videos and mooting tips that will be on the website. And of course, you can always ask if you're unsure, anyone who's actually done mooting, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to give you some tips on that. Um, in terms of other skills, so skills competitions like negotiations and mediations, um, tips for that, I think is to be prepared and to have a good plan. Um, so do discuss with your partner beforehand about what you want to do in terms of allocating your your roles, but do make sure that you have like a very good um, structured plan so that when you're going through the competition, you at least have something to lean back on if you find that you're going on a tangent. I think also this would probably apply later in the year. I found that I found that like looking at or watching the semifinals or the finals, um, they usually put out a link or you can go and watch in person. That way you know, you have like a model of what is good as well um, so that in future competitions you can apply those skills to your own competitions as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so back last year and first year, I did every skills kind of competition offered. And I guess the biggest piece of advice I could give is be prepared but also have fun. I guess a lot of people get in too into their own head and they treat it like an actual court case, you know, but it really is just university students trying to get better. But also off that, I believe Susan judged our first, oh. me and my partner's first <laughs> client interview back last year. And she described it as <laughs> the funniest thing she's ever witnessed. Um, so I guess that shows how inexperienced we were. And I guess we no, kind of no. had too much fun, I guess, leading up to it. So it's really, don't take it too seriously, but also take it seriously enough so you gain something out of it. Yeah. I guess that's the biggest advice I could give. So going off of that, um, from the same person, we have a question um, and that is watermelon or mango? So I guess I kind of want to 
pose that question to you guys. What are you guys thoughts about that? Well, I personally know that Aiden will die on the watermelon hill, but I like mango. I prefer mango. I, I actually don't really have a preference. I don't really, really? eat fruit much. <laughs> That's not something you should admit to. I know, I know. Just exposing myself a little. I guess like watermelon because like more bang for your buck, right? It is. Like, exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, mango's nice and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, rag on mango, but really it's a, it's a food. It's out of my price range. It's a food I can't <laughs> afford. Watermelon is, you know, far cheaper and it's the same taste, but I guess onto, yeah. back onto law questions. We have one that says, how can we make the most of our law school or law degree? Oh, all right. Um, well, I guess taking every opportunity, I guess you look at the emails every single week, you look at the job boards, you look at, it's a large volume of information. And yes, uh, and you look at off the record on the Instagram stories, but it's a lot of information. And I guess I understand that it can get overwhelming, but you have to realize every notification is an opportunity. And it's up to you to kind of look at something that you're interested in and kind of take that step. And I know everyone says, you know, the law job market is extremely saturated and I can't really speak on that because I am unemployed. But um, I feel like it's really about taking the opportunity to find out what you love about law and what you want to get out of your degree. And I guess that's the, that's the biggest part about getting something out of your law degree is figuring out what you want to get out and kind of taking every step possible to try to put that into yeah. action. I think also really important is not to isolate yourself. I know like going through law school can be a little bit isolating when everyone's just like, oh, I have to do my readings or I have to study or whatever. Um, but yeah, do like look at your emails. Um, the brief gets sent out every Monday. Have a flick through. Um, there's lots of, as I said before, like events and things like that. And um, I think the other thing is the jobs board is actually quite useful so like once you're in second year or up I think like you have a good basis of legal understanding and a lot of companies would kind of consider you so do apply even if you don't think you're fully qualified yet because um, it's also good to just get your like resume building and cover letter building skills up so yeah yeah definitely I, I agree with that Susan um I also think like if you want to make the most out of your degree, it's to look for opportunities that may not be directly in the legal sphere, but um, have applicable skills. So do be open to different opportunities that may not be the thing that you currently want right now. But if you think that you can apply your skills or gain some skills from doing it, then definitely do that. Um, and LawSoc has so many different things from events to skills competitions that you can take advantage of and really get the most out of your degree. So going off the last question, the next question is about um, developing basic vital law student skills and any coursework tips. So maybe we'll do an episode on that later, but I guess we can kind of give a few tips from our experiences. Um, for me, it's basically class participation. That's the name of the game. It's 10% and people don't realize the gravity of that. Mm. And I don't realize, I still don't in that I don't really put my hand up, but it's like, it's 10% of your entire course to just talk, you know? So I feel like even though it's daunting and I get that there's a stigma that all, you know, law students are extroverted, which is not always the case. And even if you're shy, I guess, trying to answer the questions is really the easiest way and most surefire way of getting free marks. And I guess mm -hmm. that would be my biggest advice. The other one that's really important to get class participation is do your readings, but kind of know when to read and when not to read um, because you are getting exposed to a large amount of information. And sometimes 
as you all would have found out, like it's just impossible to read every single line. So um, even just skimming, like sometimes what I do if I'm running out of time, I just look at one case and then like, um, at least there is something to talk about during class. Um, so don't skip your readings altogether. Don't give up on them. One very helpful tip I was given is like reading two pages is better than reading no pages. So at least go in with some sort of idea of what's going on. Yeah. Or you could, you could start by reading the headings. Um, depends on what sort of textbook you're using because it will vary by course. So some of the textbooks are structured in a way that's just paragraphs after paragraphs. Um, but if you have something that is more structured, for example, contracts, you'll have headings in your textbook. And if you find that you really run out of time, start off by reading the headings first. So at least you know what content you'll be facing up against. Um, and then if you do have more time, then go into a bit more detail under those headings. Um, but that's that's if you're really, really strapped for time. Personally, I like going through everything. So even though um, you might not think that the whole case is relevant, to read through from top to bottom is probably personally the best way to get through everything. Um, but yes, do stay on top of your readings. Otherwise, you'll feel very overwhelmed by the time finals come around. Tracy, do you have any tips for like how to get through all the readings? Um, not really. I don't think I have tips to like get through it faster. Mm. I don't think there's any particular shortcut. I know that some people use notes um, and it works for some people, but it doesn't work for me. So I can't rely on other people's notes. Um, to get through readings, I guess, yeah, start with the headings first and then perhaps read the facts. So at least you understand if it's a case, you know what the facts are and then you move on to the things that are most important um, about that particular case, like why is that case extracted in particular? What is it that it adds to the topic that the lecturers want you to look at? Um, so that would be like my tips for reading, I guess. The next question is, um, what does a podcasting director do? And I guess it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, we do the podcast. So what does that involve? Um, us speaking here today, but we also interview um, people with different disciplines of law, different law students, people who have experience with the intention of kind of creating content that's tailored towards law students. And I guess maybe you guys can expand on that. Um, this is pretty, that was pretty bare bones. Um, if you're asking in terms of what does the, the director position entail, um, then we cover a lot of things. Like we do the editing and the hosting and um, writing up the questions or the script. So whatever you listen to in the podcast is written by us, apart from the guest answers. Um, so that's what we do as an overview. Um, we also brainstorm things for the episodes as well. So everything to do with the podcast is thought about by us and we liaise with the sponsors so that we can get someone from the firm, if it's a, if it's a sponsor firm, to come and guest on our episodes. Yeah, so the the floor is open if you have any sort of ideas of what you want to see from us as well just feel free to dm us on instagram or email us i think our emails are on the law sock website if you want to have a look there um yeah we're always open for ideas as well um, because we want to make this podcast for you guys so we have some exciting things banked up and spoilers spoilers um and they're coming out in the following weeks so we currently have an episode on the way with um the criminal defense lawyers australia hosted by the wonderful tracy and that is with um jimmy singh the principal lawyer there and i believe they talked about um, criminal defense criminal defense and larceny and larceny yeah 
And we also have an episode with um, the presidents of UNSW Law Society hosted by Susan. And so they had a chat about student life and yeah. the vibes. <laughs> and um, yeah, and we also have one episode coming out hosted by me with the vice president of social justice and the vice president of public interest careers. And we talked about Student life? <laughs> what their portfolio We talked about student life as well, but different aspects of student life. So it's worth watching both of them. And um, are we talking about fruit? <laughs> so you really consider the kind of price to tastiness ratio. And I think that watermelon strikes the perfect balance in that when it's on sale, $1 a kilo <laughs> at um, Coles, and that's the lowest I've seen it go. You can't, you'd be hard pressed to find better value than that. You really are. Yeah, and but yeah. like, what about other fruit though? Like what, what's the most, I guess, economic fruit to buy? An apple, it, but no one likes apples. Yeah, I don't it's like It's really, apples. yeah. But I guess watermelons, it's not so much about the fruit, but it's about the people you're with because it's a <laughs> sharing fruit. It really is. And it's only out in summer. So I feel like I always have a good time when there's watermelons around. So I feel like I associate that feeling with what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like mangoes are a scam as well because yeah. nobody wants to eat the center. It's half seed. It's yeah. half seed. Yeah. I'm and really hating on them. I'm not, I'm not hating on mangoes. I love mangoes. It's just like, I can't be bothered to eat the, the you middle. You can't. It's hard. There's a lot of effort. Effort. And like to cut it as well. Oh, I guess cutting a watermelon is also like, you got to use your big arm strength if it's a big boy, you know, a big, a big watermelon. Thank you for listening to Insights by UNSW Law Society. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes.